All systems go for the computer? Hello? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, we're good. We're Everybody, it. it's been... It's been... Five weeks. No, it has not. So it's not been five weeks, but it's, it's been a few weeks since, since we gave you a pod. Welcome Welcome back, back. back to That's, That's the, the Spora. It's October. It's Halloween time. Oh, we're so scared and spooked. We really are, because, yeah. boy, guys... We've been doing some real good, like, activities. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently went to a haunted monkey dungeon laboratory okay. slash candle shop. For a little, for just a whisper of an explanation. Oh, man, you know what I have? Well, 25 minutes of an audio tour Maybe of we can post that as some bonus Bonus stuff. content. Yeah, we went on a tour of an underground... Basically, what happened was mm-hmm. a man was trying to solve smallpox. He was trying to... A, a, a doctor in a laboratory was trying to make a vaccine. Yeah. And what did he use for to do it? Well, 600 monkeys. That's how many monkeys could live in his house at once. Mm-hmm. So that was maximum capacity for monkeys in the yeah. home. Uh, but I'm sure he killed many, many, many Had more. Had to. Um, he had a monkey beheading device, yep. which seemed unnecessary and just for pure it pleasure. It like you could just draw blood from them without cutting their You could have done off. a spinal tap yeah. for sure. They knew what that was by then. Um, um, he also had a man working as a groundskeeper who would drag the monkey bodies out to the river and just throw them in. Throw them in the creek. So the town's drinking water. Yes, indeed. Um, it does explain Pennsylvania. It I'll does tell explain you a what. whole lot about Pennsylvania. Yeah, you've got that... Um, Sick rotted monkey blood. Oh, that putrid monkey yeah. waste. Um, five of the monkeys tunneled up through uh, into the main house and became friends with the children. It does sound like we're on drugs explaining yeah. this, but okay. I swear to God, real. guys. It's called Candle Shop of the Poconos, and look it up. It is a candle shop built on top of a haunted monkey testing facility mm-hmm. that was itself built on top of a graveyard. Guys, there's there's not a lot of... All we can say is look it up and that we're not yeah, making this we're up. we're not making it up. Um, we did post pictures of it, so... Yeah. We also went to proof. a different candle shop that was also... Or a candy shop, sorry, that was definitely also haunted it wasn't, wasn't like advertising marketed it. as haunted no. but that place sucked the energy, energy out of us it sucked the energy out of six people yeah that was rough mm-hmm. I, I still keep it's thinking about like the lighting country kettle yeah and it, it's it's evil i don't want to my memories of it feel bad feel dark i don't like it at yeah, all i don't like it like it was like poorly lit in such a specific way i'm gonna say this I think that the Poconos has some bad spots. Yeah. I think like the Poconos has on. some uh, some dark energy sections yeah. because let me tell you what, I got some weird vibes up there, but the place we stayed mm-hmm. I think is okay. The house, not the greatest. Powell, you yeah. suck. Powell, come on. Uh, you're a jabroni, Powell. You're a jabroni. Your hot tub gave me a rash. Yeah. However. Yeah. There's a family of deer that live there. <gasps> oh, listener, Stephanie was like Princess Mononoke befriending these deers and feeding them entire heads of lettuce. So close to feeding them with my hands. So many breads. I got so near the, the dad deer. Got really close. Yeah, the king of the forest what? did come. Oh, yeah. You Had fed a full them set apples, of antlers. Full kale. set. 
lettuce. They didn't carrots. like the kale. They loved the romaine. Yeah. It's the it's the candy of mm. lettuces. They seem to really like the carrots too. They love the carrots. They Bread. loved the apples. Mm. Of course. I would say if I'm ranking things, it'd be apples, yeah. romaine, carrots. Oh, all right. Uh Squash. Oh, yeah, the squash, definitely. I would put bread above the kale, too. They didn't even really like the bre- the pumpkin bread they liked. Oh, I didn't know we found out the pumpkin bread. Oh, yeah, I gave them everything. They didn't like the grapes. They didn't like that oh, at all. Interesting. Maybe they're too acidic. They probably have a delicate palate. I also might have thrown... They, I, it also might have been hard for them to find them. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They don't really give off a scent. And they're not like, you know, I was throwing them in the long grass. Yeah. But guys, I really did get so close to to these deers. Um, Truly, truly. What else did we do that was haunted? Oh, we went uh, around here. We walked past the most beautiful Halloween home I've ever seen. It was like a true giant Mm -hmm. Victorian mansion decorated with animatronic zombies and skeletons. When we say decorated, it's not even... It's more that it just has become Halloween. It just is a hall. It's Halloween there. Yeah, it's and a it wrap around porch. It's, I mean, even if it wasn't Halloween decorated, mm. I would have stopped in, sh- in shock and yeah, been awe. like, it's a beautiful home. Yeah, regardless, but it's in Ditmas Park, oh, Midwood. Like it's so just beautiful. like the best area in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, legend has it that the man who wrote Shrek the Musical <gasps> lives I there, and he's putting that fact. big oh. hot Shrek money. Yeah. To Halloween I mean, dreams. when we were there, we were saying, like, this is the correct use of extreme wealth. Yeah. And to know that the writer of Shrek the Musical himself, him or herself, mm. oh, boy, it just really heightened it. There was, a, a like, a, a little statue on the wall of, like, a shaking, quivering zombie child. I think uh, she was meant to be... The like, Exorcist girl. Oh, that makes more sense. But there was an actual little girl with her dad there who was standing oh. under it, gazing up longingly at this statue, being clasping like, I her love hands it. in front of her heart, being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, yeah, oh, oh I like love she's it. in like a candy village." Yeah, it was. I so love her. Sweet and cute. I tried to hit on her dad, but it didn't work out. I think we should go back on actual Ween night. I would love that. Try and try and see what we can Ooh, rustle up. Here's a little shout out. Um, oh, yeah. Madam Morbid is hosting a Halloween party mm-hmm. at six o'clock at me... Brooklyn Distillery. Yeah, let me pull up this email. Okay. It's the oldest functioning whiskey distillery oh, okay. in I think Brooklyn. Kings County Distillery. There we Free go. Free pizza and tarot readings. Yeah. Spend Halloween with them. Sipping Spirits in New York's oldest whiskey distillery. That's what I thought. Uh, enjoy a slice of our Madame Morbid Two Boots Pizza. Pizza featured on CNN. It's, it is pronounced pizza. Pizza. <laughs> um, wait, that's really fun. The pizza is garlicky and it's got a pesto pentagram. I love that so much. So everybody come on down. We're going to be there. Yeah. There are going to be spooky cocktails. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I ordered a costume from a very sketchy website that I have emailed three times today. And we will have to see if it shows up. You got some time. I got some time. And luckily, listener, it was paid through via PayPal. So worst case, it's fine. Yeah. It's worst fine. case scenario. Worst case, you're it covered. is fine. Um, mm. We also have just been discussing a little bit 
this slant uh, slant magazine list of the 50 greatest horror movies of the 21st century. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at this list yet, but Robin's been rattling off some. Yeah. And I gotta say, I've been saying, is this on it? And she says no to the following. Nothing from the Conjuring franchise, nothing from Paranormal Activities. Uh, Baba Duke's not on there. Nope. We got The Ring. Hereditary is not on there. on there. None of our Ari Asters are on there. Oh, well, one is. Do you want me to rattle through the ring? Or through the ring? Through the list? Yeah, but I also want to check and see if a couple more are or are not on it. Okay. Is it, it's from the the last century? Uh, the 21st century. So oh, just okay. from 2000 onwards. Oh, boy. Okay, okay. Um, all right, all right. What know, about my initial thing Strangers? Like, or Strangers is yeah, on there. Strangers is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, seven? Probably not. No, but I think that was pre-2000. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Because um, I, I was like, where the fuck is Scream? But I think Scream was 1998 also, or 1999. Yeah. What about, like, um, yeah, let's just go through them and then we'll see what's missing. All right. There are so many that I haven't even heard of. All right. We got, I'm just going to go through a bunch of names. Them. Nope. Black Death. Nope. The Invitation. I know that one. Midsommar. Mm. Mulholland Drive. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Very scary. Uh, Sinister. It's my favorite rom-com. Oh, it is so beautiful. Um, I can't believe I haven't seen this one because my baby boy is in it. Maniac starring Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. It is good? Yeah. I know. i got to watch it. Um, Depraved. I don't know. 28 Days Later. Great. Good. Uh, Piranha 3D. What? Seems kind of in, uh, bananas. We do have to, have to watch it, there. I guess. I mean, we're going to have to Cold see it. skin? No, oh, never. Oh, my God. Don't. Oh, but, <laughs> listener, go watch the trailer for The Lighthouse. Yeah, we're going as soon as we can. Um, Amer. Memoir, uh, memories of Murder. Okay. Berberian Sound Studio. Let Me In, which is the remake of Let the Right One In. Dumb. I know. Pontypool, which I have seen. Hold, Why isn't just regular Let the Right One In on there? It is also on here, which oh. is like, fuck you guys. Just higher up so on the lazy. list? Yeah. Come on. It's like, you can't do that. It's kind of cheating. Yeah. Like. Um, okay, we've got uh, Suicide Club. What? A Tale of Two Sisters, which is good. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Demon? I don't know. Drag Me to Hell? Sure. sure. Fine. 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 Just fine. Fine. I think. Uh, a Quiet Place? Fine. Guess what? I didn't see it. I didn't love it. I saw it, like, twice, and both times I was like, okay, fuck you, Jim. I fucking hate Jim. Yeah, I do hate Jim. I hate... I, I think I'm, we lost some listeners, but... I'm sorry, listeners, We hate Jim. I hate Jim as a character. He doesn't seem like a nice person in real no. life. And also, the Office fandom is making me hate the Office. Yeah. Um, I'll 100% back up that claim. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Okay, next up we got Wreck. Good. I've seen it. I think it's pronounced Shrek. <laughs> the Shrek. Yeah. It's silent. Mm. Um, Shaun of the Dead. It is a monster movie, love. Shrek. It is a monster mash. Yeah. In fact. Shaun of the Dead's great. Yes. Um, okay. Next up. Is What We Do in the Shadows on this list? <gasps> it's not. You Holy fools. Shit. You fucking fools. Wow. Okay. There are so many omissions. Yeah. Also, everybody, if you haven't checked it out yet, What We Do in in the Shadows TV show is so fucking good. It's so good. fucking good. Beanie Feldstein is oh, so incredible. So good. Okay. Oh, 
Fuck this stupid website. Okay, Lords of Salem. I don't like Rob Zombie. Mm. Not here for it. Mm. The Vavitch, of course. Great. Should be so much higher up than this. Should be especially higher up than the next one on the list. Fucking Oculus with the girl from Doctor Who. No, I watched this movie on a plane. It is bad. Wow. Uh, Inside. No. The Guest. Uh, Bug, which is like a kind of funny early 2000s Ashley Judd horror movie. Okay. Um, The Wailing, which I I saw it's like four hours long. Um, Session 9. I don't know it. Uh, Which I think it's the one I'm thinking of. I did see. Mandy, which I I was going to ask if Mandy was on there. I feel like you couldn't. But then again, they left off fucking Hereditary. Cheddar Goblin. Um, Wait, what? I just said Cheddar Goblin. Oh, God. Wait, was that the monster in that? Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> I really only remember that one scene where he chugs the vodka. Yeah, the, the, the toilet yeah. scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, of course, you've got the strangers. Of course. Uh, revenge. I don't know it. Visitor Q. That doesn't seem like doesn't it's real. Seem real. Okay, I know we like this one. House of the Devil. Oh. Really good. Fucking another Rob Zombie, The Devil's Rejects. Guess what? Rob Zombie, yeah, it doesn't seem like a good person. Guess what? It's not cool to rename yourself Zombie. <laughs> it's Robert. not cool. You might as well call yourself Angel. Yeah. Robert, like, Felden Christ <laughs> or whatever your last Feldin name Jesus. is in real life. <laughs> Felden Christ. Um, the Host, I didn't see. Me neither. Uh, I Saw the Devil, which I also I don't didn't know. see. Uh, Get Out. I Saw the Devil, course. which I also didn't see, is the name of a whole yeah, different which movie. Yeah, I, I Saw the Devil, but I also didn't see. <laughs> this one I do love, Raw. It's a oh, French yeah. horror movie. Oh, yeah, this is a fun one. Yeah, really creepy. Okay, we're getting up to the last page. If it decides ever to go, it's really fun and good that it's not, actually, because it's building a lot of dramatic tension. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll never know what the top ten are. Well... You'll kind of still never know because a lot of them, I was like, what is, what is this talking about? What is this? What is their number one? Well, okay, number 10, Martyrs, is very scary. Mm. I've seen it. Nine, The Devil's Backbone. I have not actually seen this, but it's a Guillermo either, del Toro. But people think it's good. Yeah. We should watch that. Okay. Um, eight is Let the Right One In. Sure, which okay. Which is like, just leave the other one off the fucking I list. I know. Uh, seven is Antichrist, which I wouldn't call scary as much no, as harrowing. It's just disturbing. Um, okay, this fucking website, I swear to God. All right. Oh, great. Oh. Now I'm just thinking about Antichrist. Yeah. Okay, Wolf Creek. I don't know what that is. Halloween 2. Come on. Inland Empire. Insane. Insane to put that on here. Yeah. Trouble Every Day. No. Under the Skin, the Scarlett Johansson movie. That can't be. No. And number one is a movie I've never heard of called Pulse from 2001. What? Yeah. I simply have to disagree with Slate. Almost all of them. You morons. It's just bad. It's really bad. You can't call like half of those things horror movies. I was so excited. I was like, yes, finally, the definitive list that I've been looking for. No. But it's no. missing almost every single it's one that we like. So many good ones. Mm-hmm. Listeners, sound off in the comments if you have a movie that you cherish and love that came out after 2001 that's not on there. Oh, yeah. You know what another one is? Cloverfield. I love Cloverfield. I mean, no comment really on Cloverfield. <laughs> 
to me, yeah, take or leave it. I see. Yeah. I mean, I also though don't know if I would call Cloverfield. I wonder even a if uh, Blair Witch Contest came out after two thousand. Oh no, it was definitely pre two thousand. Because okay. I had a. I don't know Blair if our Witch- listeners know that I call it <laughs> Blair Witch Contest. I had a friend who uh, was talking about. Oh man, what's the guy from? What was the person that he thought I was? The person I was talking about was that guy who did the confessions and he like went in the bathroom and he like blurted out that he did it oh, from Roger Dunst Dunst who oh that he did what a murder boy remember there was like this whole thing oh Robert Durst yes yeah okay Robert Durst wow and, murder boy and uh, I was talking about that with somebody and this person came up and said you guys talking about Fred Durst which is also yep, also great so far beautiful and then he said, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of fake, like uh, like Blair Witch Contest, God. and then walked away, and it is still to this day. It's so good. One of the most perfect things it's really to ever. It's so good. I think it's fake, like made up, like the Blair Witch Contest. It's like calling your birth certificate <laughs> your gift certificate. Yeah, exactly right. It's so funny. Yeah, Blair Witch Contest. <laughs> I would gladly participate in a Blair Witch Contest. I think that... It's a mistake that they didn't run a Blair Witch contest. Oh my around god! The same time as the project, I, I know Seriously. they did a lot of pretty cool PR for it, though. I know they were one of the first examples I can remember of having like a like a website, like a AR website where you like didn't know if it was real and you had yeah. to unlock stuff. It's like how they people thought Spinal Tap was a real band. When in a lot came of ways, out. they were a real band. In a lot of ways, yeah, they kind of did become what they yeah. joked to be. Yeah, which is what happens to us. Look, Chris Angel, and fans. that's what happens when you joke about liking a thing. You you yes. like the thing. Be careful what you pretend to be. <laughs> oh, Christopher, 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 you oh, guys. I don't even know. Guys, I'm trying to think of all the other like spooky stuff we've done. We had a really successful S spot this yes, past Jeff weekend. Yes, a beautiful S spot. Thank you, thank you. A nice yeah. little witch gathering. It was great. Um, um, I feel like successful. we're missing witch stuff just because we haven't chatted in a in a while with our um, listeners. Let me look at my calendar and see if I can go back and. Oh, we did a, a great... really nice Greenwood jaunt. Oh, really nice. We did a really nice Greenwood jaunt. Beautiful we saw some, walk. Some good stuff in there. Always a good time to go visit Greenwood Cemetery. So nice and so Always lovely. a good time to visit Sleepy Hollow. I can't recommend it enough. It's yeah. my favorite place. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. Uh, Morbid Anatomy Museum is doing some stuff for October. Are they? they I mean, are. I'm not they surprised are. at all. So go check out all of that. Um, frequent your local haunt. And uh, if you can't get to Salem, wait oh. until November because I think That's it's inundated. That's time. Oh, in October. We did forget to mention that oh, in yeah. the haunted candle shop, the um, the bathroom wallpaper is yeah. true vintage from when the doctor was living there. Yeah, wallpaper of little porcelain dolls, and a lot of them had the eyes scratched out. It's pretty bad, and it's it's not just little porcelain dolls. It's like. Somebody illustrated wallpaper to fit as many as you possibly could. Yeah. They are stacked on top of each other. And they're all looking at you. And um, it's bad in there. It's very terrifying. Oh, one really mm. nice thing in Greenwood. We discovered a little butterfly bush. Oh, yeah. We um, did. We did. Yeah, that was really beautiful. Uh, I mean, go this time of year. I think a little early October that we went... 
Guys, it, it was just... It was lovely. F- riddled with butterflies, so I'll tell you what. So many butterflies, you can yeah. just sit and they'll just fly and flit around you. Yeah, it was beautiful and magic. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, and we also found um, a wonderful koi pond in there. Oh, yeah, we saw some big, fat Ooh, koi fish. yeah, they were we good. We saw some really cool grapes that I really, like, there are so many areas in there to explore. I know. It's really nice to just, At like, some have point, a it wander. looks like a movie set. Like, yeah. it's like little houses on a on a hill. I know, it's like little hobbit homes Like almost. a, yeah, like a, like a <gasps> dark shire. We got to go into the catacombs. <gasps> yeah, also. I forgot about that. That was so cool. That was really, really fun and cool. There is an artist doing a residency in there. Yeah. Uh, through next weekend. Yeah. So you can go Saturday and Sunday. It's open through next weekend. She walks very, through. Very fun. She tolls the dead with a giant bell. She does. She's beautiful art in like some of the different rooms. We yeah. tried to take a little, a mini EVP in one of the rooms. I will be honest. I'm too scared to run it back through software. Um, it was the Ferguson tomb, so. I believe it was. I don't know. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. I also took a photo with the flash on like into one of the empty tomb Holes. Yeah, because I pointed out the one just it's was like scary. full hollow. If oh. I did put my hand in it, well, and I, that cold, I mean, cold air. It was very chilly. Yeah. Oh, and there was just like that gate, a wrought iron gate that was broken, just kind of like laying in one of them. Yes, Oof. and there was also footprints in one that we couldn't figure <gasps> yeah. out. Yeah, one for no reason was just like really covered in sand and leaves and dirt. There were footprints in it, but the gate was also scary, locked closed. So, I don't like and it, it was. Feet, bare footprints. Yeah, it was not part I was of the performance. Fine. I took a, a photo of it. It was really it was scary. Really, really, really weird. Oh. Anyway, God. looking back on that, I definitely should have reacted more to that one thing. Well, I think in the moment we were it was tough a lot because in. we were taking a lot in, and there was a woman doing a performance, and you it don't want to scream. I know, and it was like ninety-five degrees that day. Remember? It was hot. It was a hot day. That was insane. Um, hey, I have listen, some ghost news. What? Okay, we both tried to do it at the same time. Are you doing it? Wait, what kind of news do you have? I have three fun ghost news things, but I bet at least one of them overlaps. How much you want to bet? <gasps> a seltzer? A seltzer. I'll bet you a seltzer. A single seltz? Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay. Let's fucking have them. Okay. Well, the first one is the world's largest Ouija board was set up in Salem to summon a giant ghost. In Salem last weekend, the Talking Board Historical Society debuted an impressively massive Ouija board as wow. long as a brontosaurus and heavy as an elephant. It's oh, my God. A, it's huge. Oh, my Lord. Um, it's in the classic Ouija board style, uh, first patented in the 1890s. It, they call it Ouija-Zilla, fully operational, <laughs> constructed out of wood and hand-painted. I love the idea of it being fully operational, as in it operates at all. Yeah. The spirit can move this. A giant ghost would have to do it. Wow. Um, Next up, family's basement fills with five inches of animal blood. Just in time for Ween, an Iowa family discovered their basement had been flooded with five inches of blood, fat, and animal tissue that came from a neighboring meat locker who refused to take responsibility for it. I mean, how can you be like, wasn't me? I know. Well, yeah. They're like, it was us, but we're not going to help you. Wow. And then finally, what I... I'm hoping it's an overlap. Dublin man has last laugh. No. No? Fuck. Okay. Oh, no. Don't worry, because it's okay. kind of a... I, I sort of tricked you. Oh, okay. Um, so, this week, there was a video that came out. Irish Defense Force veteran Shay Bradley, at his own funeral, 
played a prank I on everyone. I sent this to yeah, you. It's yes, so good. I do love this so much. As his casket was being lowered, his voice rang out in a pre-recorded prank, which he yelled, "Let me out! It's dark in here!" Oh. And people were laughing happily oh. instead of. Um, throwing up in confusion. Yeah. So he did it. He won. He did win. And also, it really says a lot about what someone was like in life. Yeah. If that you everyone's can do like, that. you, you got me again, you dead person friend. Oh my friend. God. Imagine if just like somebody who never played a prank in their life did that, <laughs> you would just be like, this is the most macabre thing. I love to imagine a man who pranked so well in life that a prank in death is they still like, so oh, sweet. Closure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. His last laugh, mm-hmm. truly. That's um, so beautiful and wonderful. Yeah, just a little little spooky news. Well, I, I'll have to tell you that my entire, my whole ghost <gasps> is... Is spooky news. Oh, fuck. I found, thanks to the New York Times, mm-hmm. old, weird articles oh, shit. that they ran. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm going to read through some that are ghost-related, and then I'm going to read through some that aren't just because... But they're just fun weirds? I need you. Okay, so this is the first one. Okay. Published in March on March 15th, 1904. Okay. Headline is... Wife returned after having fine funeral. <gasps> then Valent, wait, yeah, then Valent learned he had buried the wrong woman. Oh, fuck. Asks City to pay the bill. Insists that morgue keeper persuaded him against his judgment <gasps> as to the identity of body. That's the entire headline. Wow. Declaring that the city falsely notified him that his wife had died and saddled him with the expense of a funeral for a strange woman, Ignacio Valant who lives at 311 East 16th Street, just used to publish people's full addresses. Yeah, wow. Had filed a bill for 250 pounds. Oh, it's man. just those dollars, not pounds. Against oh, the city. Oh. The Auditing Bureau of the Finance Department now has it in charge. Volant is an Italian, and about six weeks ago, he quarreled with his wife, Angelico, over the way she cooked macaroni. Oh, This is not it. the first... I, I need you to remember this. I need you to remember okay. that sentence. Okay. Macaroni. For later. As a result of the quarrel, the wife left Valance home, declaring she would rather die than return. Nothing about these articles are, are edited in any way. I love it. When Valance rage had cooled, he became worried over his wife and started a search for her, reporting her loss to the police. He gave a careful description of the woman, and finally, on being notified that the body of a woman answering the description was at the morgue, he went there. Accompanied by his two-year-old daughter. Bad choice to bring the daughter. He identified the clothing of the dead woman as belonging to his wife, but when shown the body, said he declared it had been changed. They all change after death, he says. uh, He says the morgue keeper declared. Oh, boy. This woman was better looking than my wife, (gasps) Valance says he declared. Death beautifies them, the morgue man is said to have replied. Arrest this morgue man. Smothering his doubts, Volant says he had the body brought to his home and then in response to an old request made by his wife, got out the wedding dress used <gasps> by Mrs. Volant and had the strange woman attired in it. Oh my the God. funeral was held and Volant footed the bill, he declared. Everyone's declaring. Notice of the event was published in the Italian papers and the real Mrs. Volant reading it started Post-haste for her home. Well, sure. Volant, on arriving home, discovered... I'm just... It's now occurring to me this is probably Volante. 
discovered the real Mrs. Valente rummaging around for her wedding dress. Oh, What has become of it, she demanded when Valente entered. Why, I buried you in it three days ago. In his surprise, he replied. Oh, my God. Real trouble followed this. And when Valente had satisfied himself that it was his real wife who stood before him and that he had buried the wrong woman, he could only restore peace by promising to buy his wife another wedding dress, just like the one in which the strange woman had been buried. Now he demands the city pay him $100, which he spent for the funeral of the wrong woman, $40 for wages lost through grief because mm-hmm. of illness that followed the shock of finding his wife alive. Wow. So $40 because he got sick because his wife is alive, well, not dead. yeah. And 110 for the bridal costume, which he had placed on the corpse. Wow. And with which sum he desires to buy a new gown for the real Mrs. Valente. He asserts that he would n- he never would have accepted the body of the other woman whose identity still is unknown oh boy. unless the morekeeper had forced him to believe that it was the body of his wife. Wow, that's fucking so more fucking crazy. It, insane, insane to How say death beautifies death them all. Death beautifies? Ooh, you creep. Death beautifies Ugh. them all. Um so weird. You ready for more? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Well, April 21st, 1896. Flatbush has a ghost. <gasps> it is returned for its hand, which Mr. Norton dug up. What? The old town of Flatbush, now the 29th ward of Brooklyn, has a ghost. A Simon Pure Shornoff ghost that nightly walks on East Broadway near Nostrand Avenue mm. and stops at the house of Charles Norton to make inquiries for a hand that it lost there many years ago while its restless spirit was in the flash. What? These visits are not fully appreciated by Norton or his wife, but it appears that North Norton is to blame for the appearance of this ghost because his ghost ship was not heard of until Norton, while searching for gold in his cellar, <gasps> dug up a hand Stop that had it. lain Stop. undisturbed for years. There was oh, a ring on one of the fingies oh of the exhumed hand, and when this had been rubbed, the ghost in true Arabian Nights fashion, oh, this is wow. a great writer, appeared. Really and as it failed to get instructions from Norton, it is now said that all it wants is the hand and ring, and that thereafter it will cease worrying the give descendants the of the, the early ring. Dutch and Flatbush. Give it fucking give it the hand and ring! The story that the old Dutchmen in the town tell of the ghost is that 60 years ago, a belated traveler with lots of gold in his belt, mm-hmm. stayed overnight at the... State is spelled funny and old-timey. At the farmhouse on one Krug, a thrifty Dutch farmer. Wow. Krug, when he heard of the large amount of gold that the visitor had about him, gave up his own room to the stranger and ins- insisted that he should occupy it. Great. The next day, the visitor had disappeared, and when the family asked Krug about it, he said the man had departed before daybreak. Sure, Krug. Sure. The bed clothing was also missing, and Krug accounted for this by saying he had burned it. Because the stranger had just recovered from an attack of yellow fever. I mean, a likely story. Subsequently, a man's hand was found behind the bed. I mean, come Come on, on, Krug. Krug. You stripped the bed and you didn't see it? Obviously, it had been cut off by Krug with an axe, it is said. When the hand was found, Krug disappeared and the hand was buried. Mrs. Norton, in speaking of this ghost and its uncanny visits, said the house was haunted and continued, quote, Everybody who has lived here since murder was done under this roof has had bad luck. 
One man who occupied the house about 40 years ago left his wife and children and ran away with another man's wife. Another was a burglar, and when he was caught, a whole lot of silverware was found buried in the cellar. Oh, no. Another committed suicide. Why did they We've bury been here for six house? years now. I don't know. Probably it was wintertime and it was too cold yeah, outside. that's true. And there has been nothing but sickness in our family. I don't like to talk about these things. It sends a chill down my back. Oh, girl, you Norton, know. while hunting for the silverware, is supposed to be buried in the cellar. Just won't give up, Norton. Dug up two rusty revolutionary swords and several Ooh, pieces cool. of ancient coin before the hand was unearthed. Oh. I know, right? They're all cursed. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Let me wow. find some God, I love that. Oh, man, I'm skipping so many fun ones that aren't. Okay, September 23rd, 1898. Ghost moved macaroni. <gasps> Stop it. Stop it. Prayers will be said today to lay a restless west orange bear. Orange, New Jersey. Prayers will be said tomorrow morning in the Church of St. Michael the Archangel in Matthew Street, this city, to lay a ghost which is driving the Italian residents of White Street, West Orange, into superstitious frenzy. Ghostly clappings, hand clappings, <gasps> and other supernatural demonstrations have been heard and experienced since Monday in the store and rooms occupied by Frank Petro and family, who keep a grocery store in one end of a big frame tenement house okay. just across the orange line. It was in this house that Peter Christian, who stabbed, was stabbed by Lorenzo Corbo, an old organ grinder, oh, wow. at a New Year's Eve party eight months ago. Oh, fuck. The neighbors assert that the ghostly demonstrations are caused by the restless spirit of the murdered man. Yeah. So we got the spirit of uh, Peter Cristiano. Father Dequile, pastor of the Church of St. Michael, was called in last night. He prayed and sprinkled holy water in the rooms where the noises were heard. While he was in the house, there were no demonstrations. But as soon as he left, the family and neighbor, neighbor Aver? I don't know. That seems like a typo. Uh... The family and neighbor Aver, maybe the noises were re- were recommenced with redoubled frequency and violence. Ooh, Petro, who is a big, hardy man of intelligence, of intelligent appearance, weird. It's a way to be like he's a fat smart. <laughs> says he does not believe in ghosts, but does okay, not Petro. know what else to think. Well, sure. At midnight last night, he declares he heard a noise as if the front doors of his store, which were fastened with a heavy bar set in staples had been thrown wide open, <gasps> and the bar flung to the floor. Mm-mm. He tried to get out of bed to investigate, but he was held down by some invisible power, Mm-mm. which pressed upon his chest Night and yeah. made it impossible for him to move. Mm-mm. The presence remained for an hour, he says. <gasps> That's sleep paralysis. Shit, yeah. The store doors were locked as usual this morning, but a box of macaroni... No, stop it. ...which had been placed upon a top shelf... Stood on the floor in the middle of a room. It stood on the floor? With a handful of long straw laying across the top in the form of okay. a cross. Okay. You know yes. exactly what we are doing when we become ghosts. It yes. is pasta, pasta, pasta pranks. Pasta pranks and like straw crosses. <laughs> okay. Oh. A Times correspondent heard the noises tonight and made a thorough investigation of the rooms and cellar without ascertaining their cause. Samuel Cristiano, a brother of the murdered man, who keeps a saloon on the next block, is... Amazing. Ooh. This is before Prohibition, then. Yeah, 1890s. Cool. 
uh, on the next blog is convinced that the presence is that of his brother's spirit because he loved macaroni. That's not true. (laughs) He says he went last night into the room where most of the noises are heard and begged the spirit to make itself visible. Move the macaroni. Please, pizza. Please, move it. It did not, but as he rose from his knees after praying, three unusually loud knocks sounded just under the place where he was standing. fucking creepy. Petro and his family say they have not slept for three nights. They went out to stay with friends tonight and intend to move out of the house tomorrow. Damn. I know. All right. Tenants in the other end of the house have not heard any of these noises. Wow. Cool, right? Yeah, really scary, though. Ready for the next one? Yes. June 18th, 1932. Goat is still goat despite (gasps) magic right. What? What? Is that a poem? Goat is still goat despite magic right. Psychic investigators fail to change it into young man on misty German peak. What? What does this mean? <laughs> what could it possibly mean? Wernigerod, Germany, June 17th. A group of eminent German and British investigators into psychic phenomena ascended tonight to the top of the Brocken, Germany's magic mountain, and, in accordance with ancient rite, attempted to change a billy goat into a young man. Wow. Somehow or other, it didn't come off. Oh, <laughs> tough. The failure of the experiment cannot be laid to any error in method, for the investigators observed every requirement set forth in the High German Black Book. Fun. Well, it's crazy that they followed it to the book, and yet... To the book. As demanded by the formula... Yes. So this is instructions, everyone, okay. if you want to do it. Write it The down. experimenters had the assistance of Miss Gloria Gordon of England... A maiden pure of heart. So, virgin. Virgin, baby. Glow. Gloria. They anointed the billy goat with blood and honey and the scrapings of church bells. Okay. (laughs) They used the proper pine fire. They described a circle of the prescribed size. And they uttered every one of the Latin incantations stipulated for such goings on. So, So what went wrong? Witches have frequented the Brocken. We should go. We should Ever since man can remember. Wow. The smallest boy hereabouts can tell you that. I want. Smallest I do want to ask the smallest boy. I like boy and the like. Someone being like, "Hi, I'm from the New York Times." Smallest yeah. boy. Like, uh, where's the smallest boy yeah. in this town? Well, <laughs> and then someone being like, "I tell you about the witches. I tell you the witches come to the Brocken. Ever since I can remember." <laughs> Even Goeth, in his Faust. Goethe. Oh God, fuck. It's okay. Now that I've read that it's Faust, I know that, but I didn't know because I didn't read this yet. I have done that that or class, all of you can just believe times. that i'm stupid anyway recognize that this was a place where no ordinary things happened he wrote the witches in the brocken sail oh, and shoot in there? whoa yeah dude shit the shoot is green the stubble pale and high above them thrones old nick wow fuck we As do have to go prescribed by the old right the goat was let i can't believe these Yo, people thought goat. this would work <laughs> yeah 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 goat the goat was led into the magic circle by a silver cord. After it had been anointed, a white sheet was thrown over it. All the proper like abracadabra, yeah, oh my god, like a goat ghost, was intoned. Then, in a weird monotone, Harry Price, director of the National Laboratory of Psychical Research, London, mm-hmm. okay. boomed one. Just the word one. Wow. Okay. With such the proper pauses, he then counted to ten. A hundred or so spectators huddled in overcoats to protect them from the swirling mists, looked on in breathless silence. The maiden, pure in heart, whisked off the white sheet, and there stood the billy goat. Yeah. 
They the so. spectators applauded heartily, and the investigators said they were satisfied. I mean, I would have been a bit relieved, honestly. Yeah, it does sound like it was intense and scary. Yeah, it and does. Cold. It definitely does. I would um, clap just to be like, "Is it time to get go to the bonfire now?" I just want you to read this for your own. Two monkeys make a madhouse of pet shop. Kill canaries, upset goldfish, bite turtles, and police, and bring call for firemen. I'm not even going to read that one because it's like obviously insane and horrible and maybe the most disturbing wow. one of all Also these. from the insane time in history when you could buy a monkey at a pet shop. I know. I'm just going to go through a couple more of these that I find... Yes, I please. mean, I feel like Ghost Move Macaroni is the best Ghost headline. Ghost Move Macaroni is the greatest I headline of all time. I will say objectively, one of the best things I've ever heard. November 20th, 1910, a dog that talks. <gasps> He's a setter and demands cakes in good German, it is asserted. Wait, what? Berlin, November 19th. The scientific sensation of the hour in Germany is the talking dog Dawn, a dark brown setter what? belonging to a royal gamekeeper named Ebers at Theerschut. Near Hamburg, Don, the dog, promises to become a celebrated an attraction as the horse Clever Hans, which is also something we need to look up. He's, cel- he's a celebrated horse? Uh, so Don promises to be as good as Clever Hans, which we do need to look up. Okay, we're going to Which startled the zoological savants of Europe eight years ago with his alleged mathematical feats. Oh! Yep. Clever Hans. <laughs> Carl Hagenbeck, the world-famed animal dealer, has offered Don's master $2,500 USD for the privilege of That's exhibiting the dog it is in the Hagenbeck Outdoor Menagerie at Hamburg. Mm. The dog's vocabulary, it is said, already embraced six words. Oh, wow. His alleged elocutionary power mm. came to light early this week. Just one week at the results of reports from the United States that Professor Alexander Graham Bell Mm -hmm. had succeeded in teaching a terrier to speak, which is, come on. Mm -hmm. It was declared that Germany not only possessed a dog with similar gifts, but a dog which had been talking for five years, in fact, ever since he was six months old. Do you think it just said, help, I'm a dog? Yeah, I think it said, yeah, probably (laughs) help, 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 help. The story was first considered a joke, but Theoshut all the week has been the mecca of interested inquirers who have come away convinced that Don is a genuine canine wonder. I believe He'll it. never be Clever Hans. Clever Hans sounds... <laughs> I, there has to be some footage no, of Clever Hans out I there. I gotta you do see have it. to watch it. Uh, so his callers included a number of newspaper men who went to Theoshut to interview the dog. The game pe- gamekeeper Ebers affirms that the dog began talking in 1905 without training of any kind. Great. According to his owner, the animal sauntered up one day to the table where the family was eating, and when his master asked, you want something, don't you? He stupefied the family by replying in a deep masculine tone, Aben, Aben, want, want. Okay, I can picture how a dog's bark maybe would be like, Arr. You can say that Arr. now, but the article continues, okay, okay. the tone was not a bark or growl, it is declared. Declaring okay. things was really something the news did. But distinct speech and increased in plainness from day to day what? as his master took more interest in the dog's newly Maybe discovered it was just talent. A very hairy man. Shortly after, oh, I bet it was. Shortly afterward, the story goes, the dog learned to say hunger Oof. when asked what he had. 
which is an insane a thing. weird way to phrase that. Yeah. I mean, I've never, like, when what someone's like, you? what do you have? I'm never like, hunger. That feels like a devil's Bible That's a speech. devil. I think this, what happened when they tried to turn that goat yeah, is really? they put a young man inside <laughs> of inside of Dawn. No! <laughs> Dawn, oh, curse. Then he was taught to say, kuchen, cakes, and finally, wow. ya and nine. And it is cakes added, yes. I know, of course, added that it is now able to string several of these words together in sensible rotation to and say, will say, hunger, yes, I want cakes. cakes. <laughs> yes. That is unreal. Hunger, I want cakes. What an appropriate question is asked Well, it. there's only one. There's only yeah. one question it's appropriate for. It's true. The New York Times correspondent has caused inquiries regarding Don to be made through trustworthy authorities at Hamburg. He is assured that the dog is an unqualified scientific marvel. Oh. I know. Sad. Really, really, really sad. But a bit of a relief, to be honest. Bit of a relief, for sure, for sure. Yes, I am hungry for cakes. Um, Are you ready for one more? Yeah, please. September 24th, 1900, wanted pickles fried. (gasps) Johnson's desire to vary his diet lands him in Bellevue. Uh Charles R. Johnson, Bangor, Maine. Shout out yeah. to Stephen King. Registered as Jaeger's Hotel, 561 7th Avenue, early in September. Will you have dinner, Mr. Johnson, the clerk asked. Yes. Send some pickles to my room. Nice. Later in the day, the new guest ordered a, a course supper. Two courses of pickles and one of crackers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Johnson remained in the place until yesterday eating nothing except crackers and pickles. We've all done this. Sounds nice. He had frequent conference with the cook who was the only person about the hotel whom he would notice. Well. Johnson went to the cook yesterday. This is the news. Johnson went to the cook yesterday morning, telling him he had a new receipt for pickles, which he desired to have made up. Okay. Opening his shirt, Johnson disclosed a wallet hanging about his neck with a ribbon. Insane. Around it, (laughs) tape tape was rolled. (laughs) What a way to hold your wallet. Around it, tape was rolled. The ends being held in place by red wax seals. Why? Then Johnson broke, and from the wallet he took a paper and began to read. Take some cucumbers, when quite green, from the garden, while unseen. Soak them long, in salt mouche. Add your spices, watch them roost. For same days, for yes, same days, let them lie. Take them out, in slices fry. That's a dish, which one sings, so it is. It's fit for kings. Why, that's nothing but ordinary pickles fried, the cook told him. Stephanie, what did you just read to me? This. What? Johnson became angry and retired to his room. So the proprietor went the cook. He's that crazy, said the cook. What? That he wants to spoil good pickles by frying them. The proprietor spoke to the police, made up post. He called the police? Yeah. A Bellevue Hospital ambulance later took Johnson away on the grounds that he was afflicted with dementia. What? For a time, he was unwilling what? to go, inquiring defiantly, got any pickles over there? Oh. My. Fucking. Fuck. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. Wait. So he took, he pulled a wallet on a ribbon covered in wax-sealed tape out, unfurled a, a limerick recipe for frickles. Yeah. And recited it to the man. Yeah. And the guy was like... You're crazy for saying that. Get out of here. I and will. And called 911. I, yeah. There's so many. First of all, 
I don't know who side I'm on because I, I of course, would call 911 if a man showed me a wallet on a ribbon wrapped up in wax seal tape, pulled out a piece of paper, said that to me. I would be like, no, I can't do this. But I do also have to say fried pickles are good. I mean, I, I tried really hard to find... Is that? Where did like, it come from? I tried to... After I read that, this is where I was like, is this a joke article? It's not. Fit for a king. It's not a joke article at all. Not even Man, close. being a journalist used to be so fun. Yeah, there's also... There's more of these, but I mean, I could go on forever. There's stories about ghost riding bicycles, stealing bread, eating <gasps> apple pie, and playing the flute. I'll save them. I think, okay, I think this should be a part one for this, and there's got to be a part two because I do want to hear them all. Yeah, there's a lot, but I will, I'm going to close out with this one. Okay, okay. I can't get over August that August 22nd, 1925. Pancake-loving turtle, a family <gasps> heirloom. Stephanie? Kidnapped from home he's visited for years. No! Brookhaven, Long Island, August 21st. Mrs. Edward Rayner's pet turtle, which came to her back door every day in spring and summer for four years to get pancakes. <gasps> Made by a recipe known to her family for 200 years. Oh, my God. Has been kidnapped and advertised as lost in the current issue of the Brookhaven Advance. Oh, my God. Mrs. Rayner, like many other persons of Brookhaven has made a pet of turtles, especially those which had the initials of her ancestors carved on their shells. What? And when this particular turtle, which had a large bee on his back, came to her house four years ago, she knew it had been the pet of the Bartow family, her ancestors, who settled here two centuries ago, and she took pains to make him welcome. What? I can't follow almost any of that. a hundred-year-old turtle? I don't know. What? The turtle, a large fellow, immediately showed a fondness for the Bartow pancakes. At first, he ate only what the Rainer cat left, but what? then... What? That also <laughs> is a whole other thing. So this lady is just feeding all of her pet's pancakes. What? Yeah. But then, after Mrs. Rainer saw how much he liked them, she made up special batches of batter for him alone and set them out on a plate at the back door. Every morning, he would waddle to the house to get them, except during strawberry blossom time, when Mrs. Rainer knew he was getting sustenance in strawberry beds. This would continue until early fall when, with the first cold snap, the turtle would disappear somewhere into the earth to hibernate for the winter. So I don't know if that is exactly what happens. I think, yeah. They go into the earth? I thought, yeah, okay. I mean, like... A turtle hole? Yeah. Is there a turtle hole? Yeah, I think Does probably, a turtle yeah. live in a hole? Yeah, I think they do. Maybe. Or in some kind of a lake. Sometimes they just go to the bottom of the That's what I thought. They might go... Oh boy, we've got a lot to look It does up. say disappear somewhere into the earth, so that's technically not wrong. Turtle. But a week or so ago after the turtle had got his pancakes and waddled off again to whatever turtle turtles do when not eating pancakes, Mrs. Rayner saw an automobile stop. A man reached down to the earth, lift something in the car and drive away. The next day and the next and the day after that, the turtle did not come to the Raynor back door for his pancakes. Then Mrs. Raynor inserted the following advertisement in the Brookhaven Advance. Lost. If this notice comes to the man who took the turtle, 
Will you please return him to Mrs. Edward Rayner, who fears he will miss his pancakes and also will never be able to find his way back oh to his winter location? Oh my God, what an ad to take I want out. only to know what the turtle, that the turtle is well off, said Mrs. Rayner today. If the man doesn't want to return him, I'll be glad to send him a recipe for the pancakes. I'm afraid the turtle will miss them and be unhappy. Oh my God, she cares for him. I love that. Did it? Did it? That's it. That's no. the end of this. I will say, like, okay, this says the headlines you'll see below are bizarre, but the articles, all of which once appeared in the pages of the New York Times, are even more so. All these stories and more like them were dutifully reported mostly in the 1800s and 1900s. Um, There has to be a follow-up for the turtle, right? I don't even know. I don't even know. Oh, my God. Why would somebody take it? So many popular workday crime stories about disappearing animals. Monkeys, beavers, bears, raccoons, squirrels, hummingbirds, cranes. I do want to hear every single one, I have to say. Wait, why would somebody take... I thought it was going to be they took the turtle and then they were, like, there was some scheme to get money out of her to give the turtle back. Or to just get the pancake recipe. Just get the pancake recipe, I guess, if you want the turtle that bad. I guess, I don't know. Or, like, oh, man, there's so much there... What was she doing making the cat pancakes? I don't know. There's also a, you know, a parrot that gassed its owner and killed her. There's so many things. I can't even get over it. I'll leave you with this just as a quick reminder. Okay. Take some cucumbers when quite green from the garden while unseen. You're doing a spell. Soak them long in salt mush. mush. Add your spices. Watch them roost. Rust <laughs> for same days. Let them lie. Take them out and slices fry. That's a dish which one sings is so it good it is it is fit for kings. This is the one where I'm like, is the I've New York Times fucking with us? But I don't That's think the that they are. There's nothing heard. in this entire thing that says it's fake. How also, how did this the chef memorize and recite back that poem? Wow! I I think he probably just like gave yeah the paper gave the guy the paper. Okay, so next year for your birthday, the sign that you are getting mm-hmm. is that recipe. The pickles recipe. Also, never forget, goat is still goat despite magic, right? That is a poem in itself. That's a yeah. like one of those like little poems you just see in like a an Instagram post where it's just like a piece yeah. of paper with a poem on it. This at the end of this, it just says. Compiled and edited by all these guys. Art direction by Andrew Sun. Yeah, this is real. All of these were actually published. I don't even Wild. know what to say. Insane and crazy. I don't even know what to say. I don't even want to do my ghost now because... <laughs> Why? Everything you just told me has rocked my world in like a fun way. Okay, good. <laughs> Pancake-loving turtle. Were they regular size, or were they silver dollar, or even small? You gotta think they're silver dollar. Why would she assume the turtle was 200 years old? I don't think... I don't think so either. I don't know. that just happened? I don't know, but also... And it was like her ancestor's turtle? Do shell scars descend? What What do you mean? Do they, like, get passed down to baby turtles? Is that what you asked? Yes. I don't think so, but I guess it's... No. No, turtles don't shed their shells. I don't know. I really don't know. 
I don't know at all. Everything is that that really threw me for a loop. I did learn that touching a turtle shell is kind of like when you touch your own nail. Oh yeah, it's like it feels like keratin. that to them. Well, like you, they can feel it. Oh, like yeah. when you touch yeah, you your nail. Yeah, you should never carve into a turtle. No, no, you should not carve a turtle. Yeah, there's a really sad story about my dad and a turtle. Oh no, that yeah, I you told me pretty recently. No, it's this is actually a different one. It's than a that different one. turtle yeah. story. It's like oh no, he had painted onto a turtle, but then I forget exactly why, but he needed to cover up the paint, but it was oil paint so he tried to sand the shell down oh no yeah oh no yeah it's really tough the turtle feels i know the poor turtle the poor poor turtle so so sweet and so gentle oh i love a turtle i know i can't believe you could just buy a monkey in a pet store you can barely buy turtles in a pet store nowadays yeah it's like an exotic pet you know, like, honestly, best of luck to you if you're like, I am going to get the monkey. Best of luck, but also fuck off. Also fuck off. Also, like, do it the way the rest of us got a monkey, which is by experimenting on 600 yeah. of them and letting five burrow up yeah. into your children's you're room. You're only allowed if you cure smallpox. Oh, my fucking God. All right. What well, did I say before? If you solve smallpox. If you solve that. Mm. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm going to tell you my ghost. Okay. <laughs> but then I think we should close out with one more of those. To keep okay, it fun. don't worry. I have something I'm going to close out with. <coughs> Excuse me, everyone. Don't even worry. Okay. All right, so today, part of this is from an article from Ranker by Jacob Shelton. Part of it is from Wikipedia. Shelton, from turtle. Stuff. Shelton, turtle, pancake, mm. cat, <laughs> uh, monkey. Yeah, I don't even know. Really pickles, good. pickles, fit for kings, mm. snack for kings, snack fit, fit for, for kings. kings. Okay. <laughs> Today, Stephanie, we're going to be talking about shadow people. Oh, my God. You Go may, on. You may have seen a shadow person without even knowing it. I'm sure that I have. It's a shadow that I assume belonged to a real person. Picture this. You've eaten some delicious NyQuil. Yum. You've tucked yourself into bed. You're feeling Ooh, good. I'm doing that later. You're wearing your special gym jams. Yum. But guess what? Your eyes pop open in the night. It's 2 a.m. You look around. Where's, where's Blue Blue? Where's Blue Blue? Oh, no. You 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 look up near the door. You don't you don't see Blue, but you see a patch of dark right near your door that looks a little too dark, a little darker than normal. No, it's a little it's kind of tall. It's like just in the corner there. It's Peter Pan. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, it could be it could just be a trick of the light. But could as you Peter go Pan to roll to? over to go back to sleep, it moves a little bit. No, Stephanie. This is a shadow person. Oh my god. Sometimes, well, okay, wait, no, fuck. Okay, simply put, a shadow person is a patch of shadow, sometimes in the shape of a humanoid figure. Could it be a rectangle? Yeah, it could be a rectangle, but with like blurry edges. Oh boy. Um, It usually lurks in the corners of dark rooms. So it's like darker than the dark. No, I I don't I honestly know that I am going to have to sleep with lights on tonight. Yeah, directed into the lot. corners. Yeah. Shadow people have been sighted by people worldwide are believed to be anything from succubi oh. to aliens. <gasps> wow. Most people just describe them as a black mass, but some have a more distinct shape. Some may even have visible extremities or features, even eyes that glow a little bit. No. But they're not ghosts, Stephanie. What are they? Well... They're conscious entities, while most ghosts are not. 
They're kind of just okay. like yep. uh, residual energy. They don't. Most ghosts don't interact with right. humans. Shadow people do. They specifically interact with people. <gasps> they react and respond in real time. What do they want? Well, they make decisions about how to treat the person they're visiting. And basically, the only thing they want is to feed off of bad energy and fear. Oh, no. Some people think I'm like similar. a fucking all-you-can-eat buffet of those things. <sighs> well, the more you are afraid of them, the stronger they get. Yeah. they feed off of it. I am an all-you-can-eat delicious Chinese You're egg roll buffet. buffet. Oh, boy. You're, you're a scare... Uh, <sighs> no, I can't think of a food pun with that. A fright fay. A fright fay. <laughs> no, like... A buffet. Yes. 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 Yeah. Did it. Fuck yeah. Um, some people think they're similar to poltergeists and that humans uh, manifest them out okay. of negative energy, but sure. like super negative energy. Okay. Like something horrible is happening. No. Um, as we all know, though, a pure poltergeist that's not actually a demon can come about as a result of the energy surrounding a person or an area. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. kind of a similar thing here, except they don't, uh, they don't like move things. They don't do anything physical and they don't like It's like bring they're other just things. like a shadow version of a psychic vampire. Basically, yeah. They're only there to terrify and upset okay. you. Oh, um, no. They feed off the host energy, negativity, but getting more negativity and fear. Wow. The more afraid you are, the scarier they become no. and the more powerful they become. Ah, no, no, no. They're, they are, you have to imagine the shadow creature with like a funny hat on it. I think you're just going to have to picture the Babadook being a gay icon. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can think that of. That does solve Honestly, it. Honestly, that was, I was trying to think for myself, how can I be less afraid of this? Yeah. That was the only thing I got. Yeah. Um, they're malicious. They have never been reported to do anything positive. Um, they love dark emotions. Like, they thrive in places where, like, really unspeakable things have happened. Oh, my God. And, Stephanie, there's one well-known shadow person called Hat Man. Fuck that. Uh, Hat Man is real and has been Fuck reported that. by hundreds of people around the world. Fuck him. In 2001, radio host Art Bell interviewed a First, a first Nation elder named Thunderstrikes who described shadow people in depth. Lightning and crashes. I, I thought the same thing, Sorry. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Disrespectful, but also Sorry. so close. It's so close. I had to. I know. When I read it, I was like, that is mm-hmm. Lightning Crashes' his brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, he encouraged listeners of the show who had the same experience to send in drawings of what they saw. No. They were flooded with drawings of people sending in like the same exact. What kind of thing. hat? Well, I'll tell you. In so many of those drawings, was the same hat-wearing man. No, fuck that. Wearing a wide-brimmed hat. No. Floating slightly. No. One witness described him. Is it as, curious? George's. <laughs> is friend the man in the male? yellow hat? Yeah. Friend. <laughs> They're, they're contemporaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, one person said, I saw a tall human-like figure, and the figure looked like that of a man. The man had no distinguishable features whatsoever. I could oh. see no nose, no eyes or mouth, only no. blackness. He looked like a shadow, only much darker. No. He had a very wide-brimmed hat and a long trench coat that flowed as he moved. No. He stood there for what seemed like an eternity, then moved very slowly and without sound back into the hallway just out of view. Fuck you, hat <sighs> man. Okay, you're also supposedly more likely to see Hatman in basements and houses where there are bad family situations, like really bad, um, oh, which no. makes it so much sadder. Also, 
yeah, hat man, like, leave people alone, leave you fucking alone. hat man. Yeah, but if, like, that is, like, a place where really awful energy would be Ugh, super concentrated. Man. It's also said that if one person in a home sees hat man, it's basically guaranteed oh, that somebody no. else in the house is going to see him, like, that night. no. A lot of people describe having seen him starting in their childhood when, like, they were really vulnerable little kids in a bad situation. I don't like it. Um, he moves around homes, looks around. Like Sometimes he even has a briefcase. Sometimes even a cane. But always a hat. So, some people think what? that shadow people feed off of ghosts even because ghosts can be pure energy. Yeah, they can. And in a way, they are. Need, yeah, shadow people just want to consume all of it. And they're like eat black a holes. Ghost. Yeah, they are like a true black hole. They're so dark. I don't and they like just you. Eat everything. In dementors. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like it. I'm gonna sleep with all my lights on every night. You know what? I'm gonna turn my fear of them into mm-hmm. like, feck you. Yeah. Feck you. And your stupid little needy, like succubus energy. Your fuck you, get out of here. Hat energy. Get out of here and take your dumb hat with you. Your dumb hat. Who who told you you look good in that hat? Yeah, you can't pull that. You don't have the cheekbones to pull off that hat. No, no, no. That's what I'll say. You look like Indiana Jones's dad in that hat. Yeah. Some people theorize that they're shadow people appearing when a person is astral projecting, which seems like not right to me because. Not everybody would be super no. malicious and scary. Also, like, why would I mean, uh, unless hmm. one guy is astral projecting and be and every doing single weird shadow fucking person night, stuff. yeah, um, and like knows exactly where to go, where like fuck right. up houses are. Why would you go astral project into like an awful situation? It also it just like doesn't sense. seem like a thing a human being would even. You don't even probably retain the things you do when you astrally project. Like, Yeah. You wouldn't have your hat with you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, some people think they're trapped spirits who can't move on past this plane of existence. Some mm. paranormal researchers think they're interdimensional beings that don't know how to manifest on our planes. Basically, aliens that just don't know how to show up for us. I kind of feel like that one might be true because it's like, what do they look like? Well, they yeah. wear Well, they wear clothes. Briefcase and a hat. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then why would they be so malicious? Why would they love terrible things? I, guess I don't know. Maybe, maybe a study. Maybe a study. Yeah. yeah. Um, people think they're on dimensions bordering right up against ours and that they bleed through in really high energy situations. Ugh. Or they appear at ley lines. lines. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Overall, most people agree that shadow people were probably never human beings. They're just floating evil energy waiting to feed on you. And... All you can try to do to get rid of them is dispel the residual energy. You can hold a seance, you can sage, but there's no guarantee that those things won't make it worse than before. So, as I mentioned, there's a really big network of people out there who connected over their shared experiences. Too scary. There is a website dedicated to it called the Official Shadow People Archive. Insane. And the website has these sections, coping, long (gasps) stories, short stories, ghost stories, FAQ, and forum, and I'm just really quick going to read you a couple of posts from the forum. Oh, my God. I had just had my second baby a few months prior, so I was up a lot at night. The baby had been congested from teething, so I let him lay with his father and me so I could prop him up to help sleep. I turned off my TV and glanced down at a clock I had on a bookshelf. I looked just in time to see the silhouette of a very tall man no. with long hair, a long coat, and hat. Not quite a cowboy hat, but close. The room was smaller. I froze in fear. I just stared at him till I mustered up the courage to nudge my boyfriend. He stirred a little, and I took my eye off the man for a second, but when I looked back, he was gone. Oh, my God. Another one. 
I was asleep when I uh, was woken up by a dark figure standing right next to my side of the bed. No. It was approximately 3 to 3.30 a.m. I know this because directly following it, I looked at the clock and it was 3.42. No. The dark shape was totally black and I could see no features. It was probably five feet tall with a long, slender head. Fuck. And longer than normal arms. No. It bent sideways and looked me in the face. I did not see the eyes. It seemed more curious than menacing. Mm. That's an alien. That is an alien. Yeah, actually, this sounds like an alien. That one's an alien. Uh, I was scared out of my mind. I tried to scream, but all that came out was a quiet mewling sound. Just as I reached over to wake up my husband, it vanished. Um, Okay. That's a fun alien. That was like, that one was whatever. Yeah. But still, I don't like a slender head. No, or long, long, long arms. No, too long. Recently, Mm -hmm. I've been seeing them every day. Oh, usually This one is really upsetting. It's usually in the corner of my eyes. I see it peeking around the corner or door. It's always just black, the silhouette of a Ugh, head and shoulders. Christ. It started happening three months ago, about every day. The other thing is I've also just started seeing them closer to the floor, almost like an animal crawling on the floor no. in the corner of my eyes. No. It's always black, too black for a shadow. No. I live south of Boston. I am not scared of them. What? I like how it's like, I live south of Boston. I live south of Boston, and so therefore, I'm not scared of them. That's insane. Okay. I'm too scared of this. And now this one is honestly the most upsetting one. I don't want to. Just wanna, because I it's like okay. sad and weird. Fine. Every night as I drive home, I see children crying and wrapped in balls of shadow, but no. they are the shadow themselves that seem no. to slither into human form the closer I get. Oh my god. As I leave, they turn back into crying children. No. I usually see shadow people attached to someone, so looking so innocent is somehow more terrifying, especially unattached. They seem terrifying to me. I'm not sure what this means, but I do know a dark war is coming. I've <laughs> sensed it for a while Oh now. no! <gasps> I do know what I do know so is that a dark war is scary. coming. Well, that's the scariest thing Ugh. ever, and I'm I don't like that I'm sitting with my back to your door. I know. I don't like anything about it. Really quick, I want to show you. Uh, I can't see a shadow person. No, I'm not going to show you a shadow person. Okay. Um, but I do want to show uh, you. I don't like it. Some art that reminds me a lot of this. This artist. I was looking through his stuff today. Oh, really scary. Really, really scary. Really good, though. And, like, this artist's name is Nick Tofani. Um, And he posts, like, really, really fucking creepy, (gasps) spooky art. And uh, I happened to be looking at it today and then read all this stuff. And so I feel like I've just fully primed myself to have the worst night of my life. No, fuck that. Like, so much... I'm really... Uh, I'm upset myself. I really... I have something that'll... I have a, a, a healing bomb. Okay, please. Please help me. Are you ready? Yes. Clever Hans oh. was an Orlove trotter horse oh. that was claimed to perform arithmetic and other intellectual tasks. Boy. After a formal investigation in 1907, psychologist Oskar Funkst Mm-hmm. demonstrated that the horse was not actually performing these mental tasks. No! But was watching the reactions of his trainers. In a way, kind of he was, though, still. Still a smart horse. He discovered this artifact in the research methodology, wherein the horse was was responding directly to involuntary cues in the body language of the human trainer. That's still really cool. Wow, that is still very interesting. Who had the faculties to solve each problem. Mm. 
The trainer was entirely unaware that he was providing such cues. Wait, what? Okay, so he really thought that he had the smartest horse in the world? And he kind of did have the smartest horse in the world. Are you kidding me? If you can... Telepathically communicate a number to your horse. Yeah, sorry. Or your horse horse can pick up on small behavioral things that you don't know you do. That is telepathy. That is that horse. Yes, is the smartest horse. That's it. That's the smartest. I'm sorry, but clever Hans is clever. Okay, in honor of Funk's study, the anomalous artifact has since been referred to as the clever Hans effect, and has continued to be important knowledge in the observer expectancy effect and later studies in animal cognition. Hans was studied by the famous German philosopher and psychologist Karl Stumpf in the early 20th century. Stumpf? 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 Was observing the sensational phenomena of the horse, which also added to his impact on phenomenology. So what was the spectacle like? Also, just that so you know. Can I see him? That's Clever Hans. Oh my God, he's so skinny. He's beautiful. Beautiful. Everyone was skinny back in 1907. Yeah, that's true. That, that's Willem von Olsten and Clever Hans. Wow. During the early 20th century, the public was especially interested in animal intelligence. I mean, still I mean, to this very day. Yeah, of course. Owing in large part to Charles Darwin's recent publications. That makes sense. The case of Clever Hans was taken to show an advanced level of number sense in animals. Oh. Hans was a horse owned by Willem von Olsten, who was a gymnasium mathematics teacher... I don't know what that means. What could that mean? An amateur horse trainer, phrenologist, and something of a mystic. Ooh. Hans was... I love Hans. Renaissance man. Was Hans... Uh, I mean, I love Willem. Ooh, and Hans love. as well. Yeah. Hans was said to have been taught to add, subtract, multiply, divide, work with fractions, tell time, keep track of the calendar, oh. differentiate musical tones, and read, spell, and understand German. That Von Osten would ask Hans, if the eighth day of the month comes on a Tuesday... What is the date of the following Friday? Hans would answer by tapping his hoof 11 times. How is Hans picking up? I don't understand. He, he, Hans has to be picking up something in the way. That's so that strange. Willem is saying 8th, month, Tuesday, date, and Friday. And then understanding like, what, what is that is. What is the difference between being able to subtly understand the answers to this and actually like there's knowing the answer, knowing the answer when yeah. you, when it's a question of is the horse smart? The horse is smart. The horse is doing smart. The, the thing. horse is fucking smart. No matter how he's questions getting could the be answer. asked, both orally and in written form. What? Yeah, this horse could read. Von Alston exhibited me. Hans throughout Germany and never charged admission, which also to me is Thank like. You. Willem that, is that is proof that he's like, this is the smartest horse in the world. Hans's abilities were reported in the New York Times in 1904. My favorite newspaper. Uh, you know, which that article Best was not included in yeah, this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank, thank you. Clever not Hans. to you. I mean, like, uh, I'm sorry, New York Times, that this wasn't good enough. For that one article. After Von Alston died in 1909, no. Hans was acquired by several owners. After 1916, there's no record of him and his fate remains unknown. I know. Maybe he's still alive. Investigation. As a result of the large amount of public... Yeah, maybe he's still alive. Public interest in Clever Hans, the German Board of Education appointed a commissioner to investigate von Osten's scientific claims. Mm -hmm. So this is Stump, formed a panel of 13 people known as the Hans Commission. This commission consisted of a veterinarian, a circus manager, a cavalry officer, a number of school teachers, and the director of the Berlin Zoological Gardens. Wow. This commission concluded in September... This is like a fucking big deal. 
Can you imagine getting this many people on board to like but figure out clever hands? Tag group also. I know. This commission concluded in September 1904 that no tricks were involved in Hans' performance. Where is our movie about Clever Hans? I know. I'm making it. I'm writing Clever Hans. You have to. The commission passed off the evaluation to Oscar Funkst, who tested the basis for these claims' abilities by one, isolating horse and questioner from <laughs> spectators so no cues could come from them. Okay. Two, using question questioners other than the horse's master... Three, by means of blinders, varying whether the horse could see the questioner. Four, varying whether the questioner knew the answer to the question in advance. I still think that none of those things, if anything, this convinces me that a horse can make intimate friendship with people, understand everything about them, and know the answers to everything. It also is more impressive to me than if you taught this horse how to add. Guess what? Using a substantial number of trials... Funkst found that the horse could get the correct answer even if Von Osten himself did not ask the questions. Yes. Ruling out the possibility of fraud. Good. Yeah. Fuck yeah. However, the horse got the right answer only when the questioner knew what the answer was. This horse is And psychic. the horse could see the questioner. It's horse. He That's ob- yeah. what's happening. He observed that when Von Osten knew the answer to the questions, Hans got 89% of the answers correct. But when Von Osten did not know the answers to the questions, Hans answered only 6% of the questions correctly. Insane. If this horse could have held a pen and written, it would have said, help, I'm a horse. Yeah. Funkst then proceeded to examine the behavior of the questioner in detail and showed that as the horse's taps approached the right answer, the questioner's posture and facial expressions changed in ways that were consistent with an increase in tension, which was released when the horse made the final correct tap still the horse can gauge yeah this human emotion and response sorry but that's in more an than insane a lot of human way beings can do yes this provided a cue that the horse could use to tell it to stop tapping really seriously i'm pretty sure that the horse the social psychic. communication systems of horses may depend on the detection of small postural changes and this would explain why hans so easily picked up on the cues given by von osten even if these cues were unconscious they continue carrying out laboratory tests with human subjects in which he played the part of the horse. What? What? The guy played the part of the horse. <laughs> Fungst asked subjects to stand on his right and think, what a, quote, with a high degree of concentration about a particular number or a simple mathematical psychic, problem. It's a psychic horse. Fungst would then tap out the answer with his right hand. He frequently observed a sudden slight upward jerk of the head when reaching the final tap and noted that this corresponded to the subject resuming the position they had adopted before thinking of the question still. Mm. You only got that idea because the horse did it first. Yeah, that's true. The horse figured it out. Yeah. The horse is the one that figured that out. Yeah. Also, Willem was like, yeah, Hans is still The horse good. is still smart. And he did continue to show him around good. Germany. Good. Yeah. So the clever Hans effect is a whole thing, wow. I guess. But honestly, I don't even fucking care. Hans is clever and will be clever forever. Hans is the cleverest horse I've ever known. I love clever Hans. And I love that he's gentle and I love that he's kind. And I love that clever Hans he's and Willem are so smart. Are I bet, so smart. imagine that horse. That horse would be the best partner a man could ever have. Yeah. It can pick up on your emotions. Yeah. It can pick up on when you're tense. Yeah. It can tell you what's wrong before yeah. you even know. If you gave that horse a keyboard... He, you would oh. be the best friend. And if one of the keys was just like, what's wrong? Do you want to talk? Yeah. All the time. Hans would be slamming his hoof on it. Yeah. Oh, wow. God. I love Clever Hans. Fuck. I love Clever Hans. 
so much. I love him. Between, I don't even know. I don't even know where to, what to do now because clever Hans, <laughs> Don, Don, Pancake Cat, Goat pancake is still turtle, Goat. Goat is still Goat even after right. Mm-hmm. Fried pickle for snack fit for a king. And two macaronis. Two macaronis. <laughs> we really made up for lost time this episode. Wow. What's your tip? <laughs> My tip is I wanna just I just wanna read more of those articles. I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> My tip would be, you know, don't call the police on somebody who just wants pickles. My tip would also be Maybe make sure that pancakes are safe to feed a cat or a turtle. Yeah. My tip would be don't carve into a turtle's shell. Mm -hmm. It would also be don't steal a turtle. Yeah. But then it would also be don't buy a monkey from a pet shop. Yeah. It would also be, oh my God, believe your horse. (laughs) Yeah, believe your horse. Every horse is clever, Hans. My, My tip would be... I oh, I don't even know. I only ever want to hear these stories for the rest of my life. Yeah, so my tip is just it. like go back in the past. Yeah. And find out find out what happened. Because go back in the past and find out what happened is isn't it tip. That's it. That's my whole tip. I just I will never recover from these stories. Yeah, and I'm going to, to find more. And like I I can't they're so good that I can't let go of a small chance that the New York Times is lying to me and like but it's not. They're they're not, and that makes it so so amazing. The the pickle limerick, the pickle limerick keeps. Uh, That's the one where I'm like, this can't be true. That reads like a crazy short story. Yeah. Also, pickles the man being like, uh, and then being like, here, I have a wax sealed oh wallet necklace, a wallet on a ribbon. A wallet necklace what? I've kept inside my shirt with a pickle limerick in it. Also that they called the police just because he wanted to fry pickles. Yeah, they were like... And that he didn't want to go to Bellevue ex- except for when they said that he was like, are there pickles there? And they were like, yeah. Tons. Not too different, honestly, from how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, same. Anyway. Oh my God. Anyway, guys, that was the show. Um, <laughs> well, guys, we're, yeah. we're so glad to be back and, um, you know, we're, we're very excited for Ween. We're back in the um, habit. We um, would lo- oh, are we ever? Yep. We would love to hear what you're going to be dressing up as. Oh my God, Ween. yeah. You can tell us by emailing us at that's the spirit podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. You can also comment on one of our posts at spirit pod on Twitter or yep. on that's the spirit podcast on Instagram. Yeah. I remember you all did of them. You did all of them. Yeah, I'm not good at social media no, or at the email address. You did all of them. Thank you. Um, yeah, please. We want to hear about it. We want to hear if you're going to a special party. Yeah, I would love. We want to hear if you're doing a fun costume with your pet. Love. We want to, if your pet dressed up for something. Oh, boy. We'll there was the Tompkins Square Park uh, mm-hmm. pet thing, the dog thing yesterday. Yep. Also, guys, if you want us to cover anything cool, let us know. We oh, will look into anything you'd like. Even if it's a vague idea, like... Hey, was there ever a smart horse? Yes. I mean, that's a bad example because that's already been done now. But truly, I bet we could find another one if we. That's how I found out about that fun ghost dog. My mom was like, "Ever looked up bank ghosts?" And then I found about that ghost dog. That you know, sometimes all it takes is just a little bit of a little sprinkle of inspiration. Yeah. Just anyway, everyone, we love you so very much. Boy, do we love you so much. And we will see you in hell. We'll see you there. Goodbye. But not you, Clever Hans. You're in heaven. Not you, Clever Hans. I love him. He's still alive.